Welcome back to Take Time with Maeve Atchison. I have two lovely guests with me today. I have Jamie Driver and Evan Hickey from the Bunker Restaurant Clamel with me today. The lads are business owners, entrepreneurs, and all around positive guys, which is what I'm all about. So I'm absolutely delighted to have them with me today. So thanks for joining me, guys. Hi, Maeve. Thanks for having us. We're delighted to be here. We're looking forward to being on your prosperous new podcast. Great. Thanks, guys. I do a little, this is Jamie, this is Evan, so people can try to tell the difference between your voices. <laughs> this is Jamie. This is Evan. You sound, you sound <laughs> the exact same. I'm not sure if that's going to have helped, but we give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time together at the moment. I'd say so. I'd say so. I think you guys are the busiest men I know during like lockdown and COVID-19, so it's very impressive. Trying our best, mate. Very good. So I suppose there's a lot to get into with that, but to with how busy you guys have been lately. But to go back a little bit, Jamie, you might tell me when you got when you started the business. When did you start the bunker, and uh, when did you guys go into business together? Yeah, so uh, the bunker started back in December uh, the 11th in 2018. Um, so it's weird because it was the end of the year, but yes, yeah, two years ago essentially. Um, but yeah, so it's been really successful since then. I suppose it's just kind of been slowly built up along and we've kind of got together a good reputation and we just got a good following on social media and stuff like that. And we got to number one on TripAdvisor and it's just kind of snowballed from there. Um, and I suppose as time went on, then I was kind of looking for uh, another outlet to help expand the business. And as Evan was looking for something to do as well, so our two brains just clashed and we, we came up with the idea of opening the new daddy together. Brilliant, brilliant. So yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, the guys are opening um, Debunked. So you might tell us a little bit about that. Am I right in saying it's going to be a deli and a coffee shop? Yeah, I'll leave Evan. It sure is. So as Jamie was saying earlier on, we both kind of came together. I was looking at opening up a little cheesecake shop, just literally serving out cheesecakes inspired by my mother. And Jamie was looking to expand on the bunkers preparation space. Uh, he found the Premier Meats unit, which had a production unit out the back, and we were going to split it up, and I'd take the front, he'd take the back, but it just kind of came together that we decided, look, it might be a better idea to, to build a deli in, in a good location. So it's going to be a takeaway deli predominantly with three to four seats to start at the little window breakfast bar, and we're going to do coffee in-house for whoever wants to sit down maybe for a quick break, but takeaway coffee as well. Brilliant. That. Uh, that's deadly. I love that the idea came from you setting up a cheesecake shop. It's so niche. <laughs> I know. I does your mom make a, a deadly <laughs> cheesecake? She does. She does, yeah. It's been a part of I suppose been a part of my family for a long time, but my friends love them as well. Like and she she works up in the hospital and she's often making them for people up there as well. So they've they become quite a treat around Clamell, I suppose. Uh, in the smaller area of Clonmel, but we're going to try and bring it mainstream. Love it, now, so. love it. So, yeah, we touched on a little bit about, you know, you guys and your social media presence. Um, I think that's been kind of huge for you guys. And if anyone's not following The Bunker, get on Instagram, follow them now. Even if you won't be in Clonmel to go for food for a long while, the lads have gotten, I think, a lot of people through lockdown with their hilarious Instagram stories. So check them out. Um, and it goes without saying that the food is unreal. So I should have said that from the get-go. 
the best, <laughs> best steak and the best wine you'll get in Clamel. So check it out. But yes, I suppose, how, how did that kind of happen for you guys in terms of, did you plan to have this mega social media presence or did it kind of just happen organically? Uh, um, with the bunker, I suppose, it kind of just started. I was always kind of into the social media in any places I've been into. And I just knew the, I suppose, the power of it and how useful it can be. And essentially it's free. So um, I suppose it was just, it would be madness not to tap into it. But I suppose as time went on, then it just got more and more fun. Like, I suppose, like yourself, bringing the podcast to, to life, you get a little bit more familiar with it, you get a bit more used to it, and it just becomes a bit easier, and you put yourself out there a little bit, and I think people love a bit of transparency and a bit of, a bit of crack at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like, it's so interesting because, like, you know, you're two young young guys setting up a business, and um, it can be kind of tough, I think, like, to set up a business in kind of rural part, not that Clamel's rural, but, like, outside of your Cork and your Dublin and go away it can be hard to kind of kick start a business um but i think it's like amazing to see like you guys i mean you're booked out all the time you're running out the door and like it's mainly on social media facebook instagram and your bookings on the phone and that like so it's mad how times have changed that you know even 10 years ago if you didn't have a website you wouldn't be getting any bookings yeah i still don't have a website yeah that, that's <laughs> that's what i mean like so you guys are literally using social media yeah. i think that's like unreal it's the fastest and it's the most instant way of reaching people and like you can change whatever your message is instantly as well. So it's it's just really really useful and diverse way of communicating with your audience and it's visual as well. So people love that. Um in terms of this is Evan, in terms of our local town, I suppose we're very connected to the people here as well. So it's really nice. You know, we've been putting up a lot of polls and asking for people's advice. We follow back everybody on Instagram just so we can kind of touch in touch base with them all, I guess, and we've been asking for advice and loads and loads and loads of people have been giving us comments and advice and even menu ideas and just giving us general help and it's, it's been quite a nice experience really in terms of the social media game. Yeah, it's a two-way experience I think like, because based on what we gain knowledge from off social media we're able to put it back out into the restaurant and offer exactly what people want to the people so it's, it works in two ways really I suppose. Yeah, like I... I I won't say who, I won't call them out in the podcast, but but someone I know <laughs> saw the two of you in Clamel the day and she wouldn't know you at all. And she was like, I saw Jamie and Evan. And like, because of like Instagram, I kind of feel like they're famous now. And like, she had a moment of like, oh, there's Jamie and Evan as if you're celebs. So you are celebs to us now. <laughs> it's it's funny. We kind of joke amongst ourselves. We we uh, slag ourselves. We just feel like we're writing a movie because it's everything just literally feels like it's fun in the place. As I said, the support that we've had the team that we have here in place in the bunker, we met 140 people last week for the new place for Debunked and just every single person that seems to come in on it is just buying into it and they love it and their energy comes to it and it just, it just brings it all together like it's class. Yeah, and I think like, I, I, I'm a firm believer in you get back what you put out and I think, of course, you're going to get amazing people applying for jobs at you guys when that's the kind of positive energy you guys put out. Um, but I even liked that when you were looking for, um, when you advertised that you were hiring, you know, I just felt even like the tone in which you put out that communication, it was really like, look, you don't need to lie about what you can and can't do. Tell us where you might need a bit of help in. We're happy to like work with people and upskill them. And I just thought that was so lovely because I think like so often you look at a job spec and you go, I can do 70% of this, but like maybe I shouldn't apply. And I just felt it was such a like, I don't know, kind and like, lovely way to like put out a job spec yeah 
and it was weird how it turned out because at the start we the reason we went for the video it was always in our kind of heads but we knew we had to go for the video because of restrictions with COVID-19 and whatnot so we were thinking how could we get some of people's personalities onto our screens without kind of making it awkward so we had to just put ourselves out there as quick as possible and we really were nervous we, we thought maybe 10, 15, 20 people might apply because of the video it might be there too was stressful the first day. <laughs> and then over time 144 interviews began like yeah, it was just every single video that came in was just a pleasure to watch and there were some really really funny creative videos that we have we've had um, a chat with some of them and they're like, going to allow us to make a compilation over time like, so we get to share some of them with people but just like X Factor style things it was so funny as well as some of the wrong videos sent to us <laughs> no way there was a few of them. I won't say any names due to confidentiality reasons but there was some funny Funny mishaps. Someone sent us in a video of them doing a Mentos bomb with a two liter of Coke instead of an application. They didn't find out until we replied three days later or something. It was hilarious. Oh, hilarious! I said, I, I hope they they managed to put in an actual actual application after that. I did it. Ah, yeah, they've had an interview and all. We had a good crack at laughing. Brilliant, about brilliant. It. I love that. Um, but yeah, Jamie, you touched on like the amazing support you've had in Clomel and like, to be honest, it's been lovely for like even me to see. So like during lockdown, you guys got on to, you know, take away food very like quickly. I feel like early on, um, and you, well, like from what I saw online, you guys were so busy, you ran out the door the whole way through. Um, but it was so lovely even for me while I was a couple of hundred miles away and couldn't, um, get there myself. It was really nice to see people supporting you you guys like and I just yeah it just like gave me warm fuzzy feels <laughs> it was absolutely amazing it really was like the the week we decided to close I considered doing the takeaway I actually drove to the cash and carry that day to buy all the takeaway containers and stuff like that and it was kind of I was just rushing it I was like oh I'd be ahead of the game and I'd have takeaway ready to go as soon as I have to close the doors and then I was like oh look it's been a mad few months I was like a few weeks break wouldn't do any harm and I said if we all kind of stick to the to the lockdown two or three weeks and this will all pass and we'll be we'll be good to go again but obviously as it went on I think things just kind of got worse and I, I got sick of not working and myself and Evan were absolutely fed up of sitting around doing nothing um, it was nice at the start but we just had to get back to it and as soon as we opened the doors it was just crazy like it was amazing and every single person like there was people driving down to us and they were saying like you know how it just put structure to their day, even knowing that they were allowed to leave their house to come out and get food. And like they were passing checkpoints and they were telling the guards they were going to the bunker for food. And that was an excuse. And the guards accepted it as an excuse and all this. Like. We had people come from from I, from from care, come from all over the place during the 2K restriction. They were like, look, we told the guys that we were coming to the bunker and they left us off. And they were sitting in the car park for half an hour, 45 minutes before the food on purpose, just so they could sit down in the car park, you know, instead of being in their house. Oh, it's just hilarious. I won't say names again, but there was a few fathers that came down a few hours early for their chipper just so they could be away from the kids and the boy for a while. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Um, but that's amazing. Like, I love that. Like, people coming from far, far and wide. And even that, like, the guys are like, oh, you're going to the bunker. On you go. Fair play, you know. Um, I hope the guys came into you and got to get them a bit of free grub. Uh, they did. They got their fix. We gave them enough scrub after the Sunday nights now. They, I think they're happy enough. Brilliant. Um, and I suppose it's obviously you guys, Was had you guys just announced about debunked like just before COVID? Am I kind of right timeline there? Yeah, it was like 
it was just before Christmas we kind of decided on everything and then I suppose just with the legalities of everything and stuff um, it was just in the middle of January when we kind of got I suppose everything signed up and sealed but even at that we still had to go for a um, planning exemption which was hilarious because the two of us applied for a planning exemption which cost us 85 euro as opposed to a full planning application which would have cost about 15 or 20 grand and a year of like infrastructure change and stuff like that but the day we finally got the appeal back or the application back we got a letter and uh, neither of the two of us could make head nor tails of it we couldn't understand the jargon in the letter and we were there we were like laughing that we got it and then we were crying that we didn't get it and we were like what does this letter mean we just couldn't make head nor tails of it we figured it out eventually and then yeah essentially that was the pivotal point in the story so far you know because it was either that or we were just we were going to scrap the whole idea because we needed the planning exemption. We didn't have the funds to wait a year for planning. And that was, yeah, we released the debunked kind of logo on the 8th of May. So that was a, it was a good day for us. That's brilliant. Like, I'm delighted that you're, you're, you're not going to wait another year. But how do you guys feel? I suppose it's a bit of an unknown time for everyone economically in you know, the whole country at the moment. You know, how are you guys feeling about a new venture, a second business at this time? Um, 100% confident. Yeah, we, we, we don't like to sound cocky, but we, we do believe in ourselves and the vision we have for Debunked and Debunker following on in the future. It's, you know, it's a strong vision and we're very confident in our business running skills, I guess. Um, I think we're very good at sticking in the moment in terms of day-to-day running. We're really good at the working part of it, I guess, as well. So we're behind, behind the scenes, we have some amazing people back in us as well. Like, um, not just financially, but I suppose mentoring um, big groups in, in Ireland as well like that. Very touching base with us, getting onto us and opening a lot of doors for us that we hope to explore soon. Yeah, that's deadly. Well. I love that. Like you have to back yourself and that's, you know, that's the, the most important thing. So fair play to you. Um, but Evan, I want to ask you a little bit about another new venture that you have. So you recently launched uh, your own YouTube channel. I'm sure so I'm right in saying a trauma support network. So would you be happy to tell us a little bit about that? I would be more than happy to tell you a little bit about that. So I suppose for anybody listening, I had a brain tumor and I was diagnosed about four years ago now. It just has flying really, but, or flown, but I had my surgery over two years ago to get the tumor out. And I suppose, long story short, I, we would have had to raise 250,000 and the kind people of Clamel essentially foreheaded that for us and got that ball rolling and we got the snowball effect rolling and I mean it was it was a long process and it was painful and there was so much to talk about but the YouTube channel will cover that uh, it's called Evans Trauma Support Network and essentially I don't see myself as a guru or anything like that but I just feel like I have a lot of um, information I suppose it's stuck in my head regarding some of those things that I feel like people could cling to or could could even just find any inspiration from in terms of dealing with their own traumas. It doesn't have to be a brain tumor; it could be anything really. But yeah, I've released a video today on anxiety and fear, which is the first non-brain tumor-related video I released um, on Facebook, and I'm going to put it on Instagram tomorrow. We forgot to condense the video, and my editor's gone off for the night, so that will happen tomorrow. But yeah, I hope that's enough information. I think I yeah, absolutely. And look, I think that's amazing, and like something that's just so clear in both of your stories and your story together is like the support that you feel from your, the local people in Clomel. And I just think it's so amazing between Evan, your story in terms of needing to raise that money 
for life change and surgery to the support that you guys have had through the business. And I just like love that about you. It's like, I'm just like, up tip. <laughs> I've loved over COVID seeing you guys share other local businesses in Clomel. So like, you know, there's loads of places like Lions is, you know, millions of places, but you've been sharing their stuff on your page saying like, oh, this is what's going on. And I just thought that was so lovely. Like, Yeah, at the end of the day, like, I love food from everywhere as well as just the bunker. Um, and I just think everyone needs to get behind every place in Clamel. Myself and Evan have like a vision for Clamel um, that we want to make it a town that everyone's proud of and love it. And it's only with the support of everyone, whether it's our business or someone else's local business, that that will happen. And we just feel that by sharing it, it costs nothing to share it. It costs nothing to give someone a kind word about something and just spread it. And I think that what, following on from what Jamie said there, I think we're both very passionate about this town for, for obvious reasons. And I feel that the passion follows back to, towards us. And it's a beautiful thing, but I feel like the way business is going to go in small towns over the next 10, 15 years is passion-driven. And I think that a lot of people tend to leave Clamwell and go traveling around the world trying to find an escape or trying to find a, a safe haven or whatnot. And I think that the only way for Clamwell to really get to where we want it to be is that you know, young, young new generations need to drive their passion in towards businesses and move on from there together rather than separately. That's kind of what we're going for, really. Cliché and all this. <laughs> is, uh, we are the future of the town. We have to exactly. say what we want to see. We're going to try and light a fire underneath the belly of the town and see what happens. Absolutely. I don't think it's cliche at all. Like, and honestly, I feel really passionate about it because like, um, so it's great to see, you know, the town evolve. And I even think back to, God, I don't know, was it 10, 12 years ago? Do you remember when KC's opened? Do you know KC's is in Cork? Yeah, we talked about Do you remember that, when yeah. that opened in Clamel? And like, I couldn't believe how it wasn't doing well. Like people queue like so far down streets for KC's and Douglas. But in Clamel, people wouldn't go up as far as Irish Town for it. And I could never get my head around it, like. And the Townhouse Deli is in there now, and it's packed out all day, every day. Like, and I love that place and as well. And the girls in there are giving the service. Like, they're just amazing up there. Fairness. Me, me and Evan get pleasure out of going up there and just meeting the girls. They're so bubbly and so friendly. Like, they yeah. look you in the eye when they're taking There's a girl. Listen to you, like, There's a girl, or woman, should I say, named Denise. And she's kind of, from, I don't know if she's the manager, but she, she runs the front of the shop anyway. And she came, comes out when the people are in line because of the restrictions and whatnot outside the door with a piece of paper and a pen. And she looks you straight in the eye and writes your order as you're talking. It doesn't matter how long it is. And it's perfect writing every time. And she never, she never looks at the page. It's just it's amazing, really. Like, you know, yeah, I love that. But like you, you guys give that as well. Like <laughs> coming to the bunker is an experience. And like, you know, it just feels really like that, like homely. You feel like, like... I was there at Christmas. And I feel like I know everyone. I'm like, ah, oh, like feel like I'm whining and dining in my sitting room, but like really fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's what we. That's what we try to strive for. We try to just like give really good food, but in a really casual setting where people feel at home. Um, and I suppose on the back of everything that's happened, now we're introducing brunch um, as soon as we reopen and. We literally cannot wait for that. We have such big plans for it, so we're really excited about it. Brilliant. That. I'm delighted to hear that because like, I'm a big bruncher, so I'm happy about that. I'll be down to you soon. Hopefully, let me know when you're starting. I'll, I'll make sure to get down to Clamell in time. July 17th. <laughs> so we have a big two weeks around then. We have July the 9th for debunked and then eight days later straight into the bunker. So we actually have uh, nine days off ourselves. Good. Before, so. 
very much looking forward to that. Yeah. We probably have four or five to ourselves. Get a bit of rest. I was, to be honest, I was, I was impressed you could fit me in because I know how busy you are. So I appreciate it. But look, guys, on that, I'll, I will leave you go. Yeah, Is there anything you want to leave us on before I wrap up? Um, no, I, I mean, I suppose I just say thanks for having us on. Um, we're quite excited to see what happens with your podcast. I know it's brand new, but I love, I love local people and I love seeing them start their own passion and driven businesses or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching it and, and seeing how you progress over time. Yeah, not the same as that. Well done for stepping out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself to do something that you wanted to do for a long time because that's what it's all about, really. Thank you guys so much. That's so lovely. And thanks again for joining me. And thank you, thank all of you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast today, please do subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts so that you get the next episode straight away through to your phone. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you enjoyed this episode or any of the previous episodes, please do rate and leave a review on Apple iTunes because every little helps with promoting the podcast. Thank you so much. Chat to you soon.